podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Catch my name. Oh, God, what's that you're singing? For the double? It's really horrible. What's troubling you Shouldn't is be... the nature of my game. Shouldn't be singing to the devil. You should be more like Andy Tate and just sing Take That on Stratford Paddock. Um, that's what you should be doing. Do you like Andy Tate's rendition of Patience the other day? Top two renditions of the song we've ever heard. Yeah, fair, fair play. Welcome, guys. Welcome back to McCullough and House and Uncensored. It's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. Thanks for just... I've been here the last couple of weeks on a Friday waiting for Steve. No How many Steve. videos I do on a Friday? Yeah, but that's what I mean. It's like, oh... More than Mia Khalifa did in that chat. three-month period. <laughs> You got paid less as well. <laughs> well, that's what you think. Oh, God. Um, yeah, you, well, you've changed, to be honest. Oh, I'm in a WhatsApp group with Rio. Oh, I do videos with Rio. Oh. Yeah, they're enjoy, on a Monday, though. You and Joel do PR piss takes, so I'm jealous. That's what happened. Conversations uh, exist in his head. All right, we're here today to talk loads of things. Obviously, what are we talking it's gonna about? Go west, it's going to go wild, it's going to go off topic. But we'll be looking back at Clattenburg's comments. Hey, they United, were they were United top of the league. United are top of the league. Jose, being Jose. <laughs> and you, you're going to get me and Joe in trouble, you know. Don't matter. You need to stop what you're doing. Why would me, I do go, that? Me, me and Joe go every week, we go on Talk Sport. Yeah? They're big up Strep for Paddock. And then every week, you know they blocked me, right? <laughs> I can't believe... It's 100%. 100 mile an hour true story that they blocked me. Why hasn't one of them just gone, you do realise your mates chat to us? <laughs> do you know what's funny is that I see loads of messages saying we won't criticise this guy or that guy because of, like, business relationships and stuff like that. There's an actual relationship that you and Joe go on talk sport and I'll cuss them out because I'm me and I can't be controlled. Mm. Like... If I've got an issue, I'm fucking saying it. Mm. Simples. Well, it's true. I mean, I go on TalkSport and I tweet shit about Jim White and Jamie O'Hara every day. Your, your fucking fatwa with Jim White is deep and, like, it's going to be passed down for generations, I think. It's that... I hate him. Serious. I hate him. Right? Well, extrapolate that to every fucker who goes on it. Yeah, but me and Joe go on it. Does that mean you hate us? A little bit. You see, I get what you're saying about TalkSport. I think the majority of the presenters and the, the, the co-hosts, they all go after Ali more than they would any other manager. Arteta, Lampard, all these different guys. Mate, there was one day where we'd won and there was four debates about whether Ali was the right man for the job. Exactly. We always see that. And I think a large part of that is down to the likes of the people you were tweeting today. I think it's Hugh. I think I've spoken with a few times on his show. These kind of people that will be presenters and hosts of these shows are all anti-Manchester. We have ruined their lives. Right. We have ruined their child. That and this is what kind Hugh of context we have to take all of their comments in. I'll give you a thingy today. So that Hugh geezer, I saw him tweet something today and it was along the lines Hugh of... Hugh Rosencraft. That's the fella. It was along the lines of... Um, Pep Guardiola has said... Uh, Graham Potter's probably the best English manager in the league. Which isn't a bad shot. No. It's certainly not as ridiculous as Lampard. Mm -hmm. um, and then Hugh said, for me, I'm more inclined to say Frank Lampard. And then he, you so reacted I replied, to it. I replied saying, does Dean Smith not get a shout? Yeah. Dean Smith 
if he wins his two games in hand, has Villa in a top four space? Like, what does he have to do to get... I mean, Brighton is where all the Cotney's going all day. Fulham is Cotneyland. And Chelsea, obviously, Cotneyland. They can't see outside London. Are they the only four English managers, yeah? Uh, Hudson as well. So yeah, five. but no one is fighting this. But even game. Hudson's ahead of Lampard, if you consider what he's achieved in his career. Well, this is what I was saying. So, I said, you've had Lampard, with, who had the best squad... Um, he got, he's had the most money to spend and he's taken them backwards. Spent 100 million a transfer ban. <laughs> How does that happen, by the way? And, uh, you know, when you look at what he's, he's working with compared to, to Dean Smith, there are no excuses for him whatsoever. So the guy was like, well, I'm entitled to an opinion. You literally said, what do you think? So and I told he, you what I'm thinking. And the annoying thing is he said, I didn't really even think about it. Yeah, that was it. In fact, he goes, it was a throwaway comment. I'd not put much thought into it. And I said, that's the problem with talk sport. He's like, you don't put much thought into it and it's your job. To defend him a little bit, he could have just been spitballing and just tweeting. And, you know, as you do, I wake up sometimes, I tweet things and then I think... Right, well, if you tweet something, don't put at the end of it... Tell me what you think, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And, and then, then say, when people tell you what you think, go, whoa, am I not entitled to an opinion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And plus, you generally can be very snarky, abusive, and I don't think you were abusive in that instance. So he didn't even abusive. have that as an excuse. So I, and I, he said to me, why are you angry? You. And for starters, mate, I am well calm. But my one is at seven on most people's. And I was at one when I was tweeting him. And also, I find some... Not I, I could hear Alex laughing in there not all, I said calm. But some Cockneys, or some people, not even just Cockneys, like, I swear generally in how I speak. So if I swear, people think I'm, I'm not angry, bro. I'm just swearing, just talking. Like, if I get that angry, I'm probably not going to tweet you. <laughs> yeah, it's probably, probably, probably finding your address. Yeah, probably Googling right your address. <laughs> which, is, <laughs> which is a worry. Um, but on that point, though, in regards to... The English managers. Do you want to block me? Because you do tweet them an awful lot. No, I don't tweet Well, I don't anymore. Because exactly, I'm because you're black. Um, so it's they what? tweeted something along the lines of, in fact, have a search. Search Miss Stephen Housen talks more. Miss Stephen Housen. Fuck off. Because that was what I said to him. <laughs> uh, and it should come up with a tweet, because you should be able to see the tweet. And then you'll be able to see what I was replying to. Um, because it was obviously some sort of Ollie slander. And it was... <laughs> You found it. <laughs> Both Solskjaer and Arteta could be sacked by the end of the year if results don't improve. When was that? 11th of December 2020. Right, so four weeks ago, yeah. when we were in the middle of a, a phenomenal little run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just replied, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and then they blocked me. Um, so off I fucked. <laughs> uh, I think, yeah, I, I mean, I get, I get what you're saying. But we've also got to see, and we saw, I think it was Martin Samuel who said it, um, on a Sunday supplement I think that's his name and he said and we all know this it goes without saying that Manchester United get more clicks get more hits get more talk so oh, yeah, we're going to talk ago, yeah, we're going to talk about them and here's the other thing that fucks me off with TalkSport as well like I should be on there with you and Joe but because they only come to me they're like we'd like to talk to you because United have just lost and we'd like your thoughts on Pochettino and I go no you don't mm. right and then I said to him, why do you only fucking message me after yeah, we've lost? I've seen that as well. And I, I said, if you get me on when we win, I'll happily talk to you. But I, I don't even like doing content for Stratford Paddock when we yeah, lose. Yeah, I, I hate it. Right? So I'm not going to go and fuel your fucking anti Solskjaer agenda by speaking to but you. So fuck off. To come back to that, though, 
the reason I go on TalkSport a lot of the time is partly because I like Jason Condy, I like Andy Goldstein, I like Adam Cattrall. Whenever I've met them, they've been sound and they're good lads and I like speaking with them. And I generally like the sports bar, I think it's their best show. But the reason I go on to other shows on there as well is to show that Stretford Paddock and Adam McCola aren't the same as everybody else. So when they are asking me questions like, so Ali out, yeah? I'm saying, well, actually, no. And there's been many times where I've gone onto their show and they've gone, wow, this, that and that about the manager, under Jose, under Ali. And I've gone, hold up, we need to start looking at the Glazers and things like that. So that kind of gives us the platform to change the narrative. Nah, fuck them. Because they only want me on when we lose. I know what they're trying to do. And if I go the way I truly feel after time on there, then all I'm going to do is get abused. And I don't, I'm not, I'd like, I don't fucking, I'm not here to get abused. So what's the fucking point? Yeah, I, I hear you. But I think it's good to also do it. So uh, don't stop calling me and Joe. Talk sport. Um, but don't ring me. Yeah, but don't ring him. Ever. I mean, I don't think they will. I mean, there's <laughs> nothing to worry about there, is it? Um, before we move on with the rest of today's Uncensored, we have got a little commercial seal for you guys. Manscaped are back in full effect. Happy 2021, ladies and gentlemen. Manscaped in the house. And basically, yeah, I'll you can show see you what my. I'll get it out. Oh, I know. No, we're not. Oh, no cock and balls before six. Yeah, it's uncensored, but it's not that uncensored. Um, Manscaped is here to give you a New Year's resolution that you'll actually want to keep. Yes, that's right. Have you seen my head right now? Trim is in need. SOS, someone get a me hat? a barber. But guess what? Downstairs, don't the gangoolies. One, you don't need a barber. Two, what sort of barber shop would that be? Where Crack you... back and sack barber. Yeah, where you wake in, you put your feet in stirrups. It's not the kind of cap, not the kind of gaff that I want to go to. I'm going to be honest with you. It's like a pregnancy no. room. Dealing dealing with your your, your meat and veg is definitely a, a an on your own sort of thing. Mm. Unless your lovely lady wife wants to get in the mix as well. Yeah. Mine not so much, not so keen. So Don't sorting mean. out your stuff is a, is a is a, a one man job. Mm. Yeah. That's not where you go and speak to the guy and ask you do you want a bit of powder and all that lot. No 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 no. We're not doing that. We'll sort it out ourselves. If you want to sort it out yourself and you want to do it yourself, then Manscaped's the best way to do it. Yes. They've got the Perfect Package 3.0, Adam. What is that? The Perfect Package is the below-the-waist grooming package that you need to start off strong this year. But I use the lawnmower 3.0. Do you use the lawnmower? I do use I the lawnmower 3.0. Do you know what else I use? Because it's waterproof. You can use it in a shower. Because for, I don't know, 32 years of my life, I never had an issue with nose hair. But once you cross the 32-year-old sort of threshold, mate... It's like, like a hedge. Do you find a little occasional hair on your ear? Nah, my ears are sound. Ooh. My nose, though. My nose. So I've got the little nose as well. So yeah, it's mad, though, that, because you have some mad sneezes after you do that, don't you? It's a little bit of a wild one. Yeah, um, you can get 20% off and free shipping by using the code PADDOCK20 at manscaped.com. That's PADDOCK20 at manscaped.com. The barbers are closed, but you can still sort out your balls. And listen, they even got this stuff as well. It's called the Crop Preserver. It's like, I've never heard of this stuff before. You get your old dove and your shore and your right guard for men for your ooh, ooh, little under there. These lot, I've got deodorant for your balls, No mate. one looks after your balls Ball like deodorant. Balls. Balls are important. They're, they're the most important. If your balls are happy, generally speaking, you're happy. Yep. You know what I mean? And these have got all the grooming stuff that you need to make sure that your balls will thank you. So, 
get on it. 20% off and free shipping with the code paddock20 at manscaped.com or click the link in the description. New year, new me, new balls. And with us being top of the league, you want to have fresh balls. You Not know only I mean? that, yeah. I mean, you're going to want nice clean balls by the time we're all allowed out and allowed to celebrate. That was a segue to allow us to talk about football now. Oh. No, unless you still want to talk nah, about I'm balls. I'm just talking about Manscaped because you've got, to have, you've got to have... Look, the barbers are closed. You ever nick them? Huh? You don't nick them with, no, yeah. you nick them with Manscaped. Friend, yeah. so, no, um, no you, you, the barbers are closed, so it all looks a bit of wild up here, but not down there. Mm, get on it. Um, top of the league, top of the league. United, United, top of the league. United, top of the league. United, United, top of the league. You know, I, I, I thought the other day, me and you have not really known each other when we've been top of the league. Not this deep into a season. We've always we've been top of the league after six games and stuff, but that, that don't count. Yeah, but this is different. It's weird, isn't it? I was saying to Joe the other day, how good it would be to be part of a fan channel. Because like, fan channels, by and large, they get a lot of shit, and some of them fucking definitely deserve it. In terms of, Most like, of them they, it. they exist to create drama and tension and, and that sort of stuff. That's not our vibe. We are definitely here to have a good time, vibe. talk about football, and enjoy the game. Because I think a lot of people forget, we, this is a voluntary sort of pastime, watching football, talking about football. So go into it and enjoy it. Can you imagine like any other pastime where people are so depressed and hate it as much? Mm. Like, it just wouldn't happen, would it? I mean, I'm pretty bad on some watch-alongs, especially the league one games. And I mean, I hate them. If you see me on the watch-alongs, I'm a different person to when I'm doing my review, for example. But I mean, I hate that. Like, you know, the, the emotions of the game are just there, but at the same time, we just gotta be, be on it, man. Well, yeah, I was saying to old Joseph over there, I said, can you imagine we managed to win a league? Um, and you know, for whatever people's opinion is on uh, fan channels and this, that and the other, I consider a lot of you my mates. How good would it be to look back in 30, 40 years time and watch us winning the league? I still watch the FA Cup final and the semi-finals brilliant. and stuff like that, because they were mint. The, the vlogs that we did at the, the FA Cup and semi-finals where we had like three or four people just recording themselves uh, and giving their little perspective from inside the ground was mint. Mm. And you know, it captured the whole day really well, I thought. And yeah, having those memories to look back on when you've got no memories, like, is mint. And having that, imagine you've had it from 99. Imagine you've had it from 2008. Mm. It, I bet it'd been really funny because football fans by and large moan a lot. There'd have been people moaning about Rio and Vidic in 2008. Oh, There'd have been people like, fucking Paddy Evra, not having him. Well, I mean, <laughs> I tweeted, I tweeted uh, today about, <coughs> because people always talk about, you know, someone tweeted about, oh, stop, stop put, pitting Bruno and Pogba against each other. Like, enjoy them both. There are players. And I tweeted the same thing happens with Rashford and Marshall. The same thing happens with a lot of different players in our team. But... It used to happen back... Do you remember Tevez and Berbatov? Like they were properly get, pitted against each other. No, but like, it used to drive me mad because they both played for us. I love Berber. And people used to get onto Berber because he wasn't Tevez. Like, oh, he's, he doesn't care, no passion, he doesn't... And it's like, bruv, he's not... Only not Tevez everybody. did yeah. what Tevez did. Yeah. No one... I never saw Vidic running around like Tevez. Nope. <laughs> well, part used to, to be fair. Part used to. Um, but... It's like I, I hated that whole thing. And then Evans had similar treatment as well um, towards the back end of his career. The worst, t as, a, as a Man United fan, one of the things I've recalled is 
apart from when Kieran Richardson got weirdly booed and I never participated in that. But we are generally really good in, if players come back to Old Trafford, we'll give them a great reception and that. And we look after our own. And it's kind of like, the internet changes things a little yeah, it does, bit, yeah. doesn't it? It does. The internet has changed um, that whole sort of narrative. You know, you see a lot of the anonymous football Twitter accounts. They drive a lot of narrative, but a lot of them are just trolls. Mm. And they're doing it for bites. Mm. Like, and, you know, I get that. I was 15 once. And I understand. If I was 15 now with social media, I'd probably be doing the exact same thing. But it... it because of how open source social media is, and, and you've seen what what damage like social media can cause with what happened in America last week, um, there's real life consequences to the sorts of things that go on on social media. So I think people do have a responsibility for it. You also have a responsibility to to maybe have a bit of perspective, and maybe that perspective's gone with us not being in the ground mm. at the moment, um, because even when it was as, it's most toxic at times under Solskjaer, Inside the ground, it never was. It's never been. Even under Jose, it was never toxic. It was just flat. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's hard to get up for abysmal football a lot of the time. Like, it was ne- but it was never... To- we never, ever booed the fuck out of him. And Although, I'd was say, times when he was close to getting sacked. Under Moyes... Our best the, atmospheres ever? Yeah, the, the fan base really stepped up because it was like, we better do our bit now. Whereas, under Fergie, I honestly think people just turned up expecting three points and... It was... Um, easy. It was... Um, yeah, we didn't appreciate it as much, did we? Like, we just expected, went there, all right, 2 0 today or 3 0. And sit there. How and many are we going to win by today? It's like going to the theatre. Like, it was, all right, not entertain me. And not everyone was like that. I mean, at, at that age, I was, I was like 17, 18, 19, I was using pissed up and that, like, so it didn't really matter. But, like, the older heads were like, just, just come and entertain us. And, yeah, it was. It, it's weird. I, I wish I enjoyed it more, you know. I re- like, and not, maybe not enjoyed it because I did enjoy it. I suppose we enjoyed it the most because we never had phones. We never had... So you're just living in the moment. But I wish I took the piss more <laughs> out of others. Because how bad have these last seven, eight years been? Oh, the, the, the amount of <clears throat> fucking self-love that I've seen coming out of Liverpool for winning one title in 30 years is hilarious. City fans all chocolating themselves up because they've... They've what been bankrolled to to unprecedented levels to win it, and this is like people always go, "Oh, United spent money." Yeah, but United was self-bought. And you know, I have an analogy about you know if there's a guy in your neighbourhood, you know, and he's let's say he worked a little part-time job and this that and the other, and then he, he eventually works hard, owns a couple of businesses, manages to get himself to the position where he can buy a Ferrari. You go, smashed it, fair play, lad. Or there's an 18 year old kid whose dad's loaded and bought him a Ferrari. You think he's a prick? You think he's a prick? Yeah. Well, Manchester City was the 18 year old who got bought a Ferrari. Mm. We work for our Ferrari. Simple as. United was worth 20 million in 1989. That's what um, Michael Knighton was about to buy us for. Uh, and you, you might, United might have been fortunate that we won the first Premier League, just as the, the whole English football thing was going to the whole next level. So we was the first successful team that people were seeing worldwide. But you've got to say, well, people at the club made some fantastic decisions in that time to get us to the point where we was financially as dominant as we was because we weren't in the 80s. I think Tottenham and Liverpool outspent us in the 80s. Um, for all, you know, like Fergie did get some big signings, but we were outspent. Newcastle and Liverpool outspent us between like 92 and 97. Like, and you think what United did in that time. 
Like, we, we, didn't, we didn't appreciate what we were doing as fans. Mm. Think, think how many careers you need to have to get the medal halls of gigs and scores. Or like some fan bases have seen a fraction of what we've seen. Yeah. Like we could never see titles. another title. Like if if again. we never saw another title, I'll still be there. Mm. I'll still be there. Because this is my club. It's my granddad's club. It was his dad's club. It's my dad's club. It's my son's club. This is my fucking club. And I'll still be there. Mm. I'll, I'll be there no matter fucking what. And if we never won a league again, sound. But, but the thing I would is, rather if we never did, we've been so spoiled yeah. that we've seen more I've than still, anyone I've else. I've still seen more than most people are going to see in their lifetime. Mm. But if that ends up being the case, I'd still rather us not cash in on our identity of who we are as a football club. I'd rather... I would not want us to be the plaything of uh, a Saudi Arabian prince. Oh, no, never. No, I wouldn't want that for us. I want us to stick to... A, otherwise, if you do want that, why don't you just pick a new club at the start of every year? What ties you to Manchester United if it's not for the love of its history and what's gone before? And, and your history with that club yeah. as well, I think, and... and, and and just everything. But yeah, moving on. Obviously, we've got the game coming up this weekend. It's um, a big one. Liverpool United. Clattenburg, Mark Clattenburg, former referee. Clattenburg leader legend. Remember that? Remember that. Um, <laughs> he says, stop being a hypocrite, Jurgen Klopp. Your guys dive too. Uh, Klopp's bid to pressure refs with United jibe is straight out of Fergie's playbook. The Liverpool boss must be worried about United, said Mark Clattenburg. He also mentioned how he would make certain decisions um, during United games because of Sir Alex that he wouldn't make now with Sir Alex not being there. So he's kind of admitted that managers... Moyes, yeah. And he's like, I don't know if I'd have made that, them decisions. Well, yeah, that's the exact thing he said, yeah, which is uh, mental. Uh, is Klopp worried? He should be. But I would say he should be and then if he can get his players back fit, he also shouldn't be. But if they, if they line up with us with Fabinho and Henderson at centre-half... I mean, he's got a lot of fucking reasons to be worried. Because let's be honest, if Marcus Rashford goes past Henderson in the box, Henderson ain't getting to that ball. Mm. The only thing he might get to is Marcus's ankles. And that's fucking penalty to Manchester United. Mm. Cry more, you cunt. Mm. It is true. And I mean, Klattenberg was also speaking about how the hypocrisy of, of, of Jurgen Klopp's comments when he has the likes of Mane... Salah, how many, how many clips last season did we receive Salah doing a swan dive? Salah's dives are really bad because he proper over-exaggerates it. I don't he puts like his diving. feet together, doesn't yeah. he? Like, that really? whole throw yeah, in your yeah, head yeah. and your arch in the back, that's, that's dive central, man. And, you know, and there's, there's been a few of them that we've seen, even from him this season. So, yeah, Klattenberg's exactly right. Don't, like, for United's penalties, like, there's this narrative going around about United get shitloads of penalties and this, that and the other, and it's not true. It just isn't true. It's provably mm. not true. And... Since the advent of VAR, United are getting more penalties. That tells me we were probably getting less penalties than we should have got. Because I didn't see penalties for years at United yeah. under Louis and, and Jose. It we weren't like we, in the box. No, it, it, well, for one, yeah. But it felt like we weren't getting any penalties. And some of them were definitely penalties. Whereas now, they're getting independently checked and VAR's going, yeah, that's a penalty. And I mean, I, I can think of... I remember the, there was a Daniel James one against... Was it Norwich? That shouldn't have been given. It was really weird... And Apart from Villa, that, I can't... The Aston Villa, yeah, yeah, Villa, Villa, Villa. I think I, I was on the watch along at the time and went, I don't think that's a pen. You know, so we've had a Bruno couple stepped gone, on him, didn't he? Yeah, and I've seen some people try and explain that, but I go, well, you know, I've watched football for long enough. I don't think that's a penalty. I got it at the time, but I, I agree. I don't think it was a penalty. Um, and I mean, you look at decisions, 
we get, you know, we're getting the decisions that are right because we're in the box to make these things happen. And I mean, everyone. It's been, not just about being in the box, right? Liverpool, because they brought this up, didn't they? About the way you play as how well. How many touches you have in the box. But Liverpool are very often camped in the box. Now, we saw this under Louis. And movement inside the box, especially when it's static players, well, mm. it's not dangerous. United's entries into the box are very often at full speed, very often trying to get in behind and the defence. And there's a one-two usually and that's, that's, led to that's, Yeah, that's usually where you, you find yourself getting mesmerised a little bit and, and, and giving a foul. And we haven't really got any divers. I mean, I say that and I think Martial the other day tried to run in the box and get a clip. He tried to earn a penalty when there's about you know four what? players in front of him. Let's be real. They all go down but I don't with, think anyone with slight touches. Goes in like dives like a lot. Well, I would say Salah dives. No, I mean at United. No, well, like, we I wouldn't say any... he dives because he does that whole head throwing back. I think United players go down at the first touch, which I don't like, mm. but they do do it. But I don't think anyone is doing that whole archy back fucking... Eh. But there's also okay. been times Greenwood's got clipped and he should have gone down, stayed up. And I just think... I think we've, we deserve the penalties we get. And I mean, you hear the likes of Klopp talking. They're independently reviewed. The Klopp, like, uh, uh, Jose talking. Like, all these lot are worried now. Um, and that's what I like to hear. Um, talking about Jose Mourinho. Did you see it? Did what? you see it? What, last night? I didn't watch. Oh, God. I, 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 I saw I a comment from guy, him, man. Uh, which some Spurs fans <laughs> that I know were, uh, were having a bit of a go at. Saying, oh, this, I think Jose says, like, this always seems to happen to us. And they were going, yeah, because you nick a goal and then you decide that's it and we're not attacking anymore. Well, yeah, I know. I saw it. If, if I saw you, that for a couple of years, actually. If you want to see, if you want something to do when you get home or you're on the loo, um, just Google Mourinho's name or tweet, search Mourinho's name. Spurs fans are having the exact same arguments, conversations, debates. You've got that weird section that, he can do no wrong. It's all the players' faults. They're starting to turn on. I think Son was in the, getting the blame yesterday for missing a chance. And Son got like 25 goals. In yeah, the and they're like, wow, we had three, three, three clear-cut chances. It's not Mourinho's fault. Do you remember that, where we used to count the chances that we'd had and try and think, it can't be Mourinho's fault. We had three chances. Nowadays, Cavani had three chances against fucking... Who did we play the other day? Burnley. Missed them. We still won. It's like... Ah. Oh. It's, uh, I don't miss that at all. I do not miss it. And he could win the cup for them. And you know what? I hope he does because then they're stuck with him. They've got him. He's got them over a barrel. Um, Potch won a cup. I say he won a cup. He won a game, which, which had a cup at the end. Charity Shield, though, isn't it? Is that what it was? It's the French Charity Shield. So Moyes has got one of them. Moyes has got one of them, isn't it? So not yet. I don't think you can credit him with that one. And well, I think people are though. Uh, yeah, they are. And I think it's more of Jose last yesterday on the day that Poch won his... I think it was more that. But I mean, even if you look at the pictures of the celebrations, he's in the back. So I think he's aware that this isn't my trophy. I don't <laughs> think he's treating like it's his trophy either, um, Poch. But what do, you make, what do you think of that? Because we've not really spoken about that. It is an interesting move in terms of world football. and Because he is, regardless of what you think of him, whether he should be United manager or not, or he's a good coach who plays, you know... He, plays good football and that. Do you think he's capable of going to PSG and succeeding or doing better than Tuchel? Because that's succeeding, isn't it? Winning this cup that he won yesterday. Tuchel was the most successful PSG coach ever in terms of win percentage, like 73%, 72%. I do not think Poch is capable of doing that. Now, is he going to win the French League? 
Yes. Me and you would win the French League with Paris Saint-Germain. We're good, though. Yeah, I'm dope, right? We. Oui. We. Oui. Yeah, but I'm dope. I said we. Oui. Yeah, no, but I'm dope. But I'm not speaking French. I said we. Oui. <laughs> um... The, the success is measured on the Champions League, right or wrongly. Mm -hmm. Here's the problem. He's got a team with enough firepower to win a Champions League. Oh, 100%. You can't rule Paris Saint-Germain out. I mean, last year they were in the final. Like, you can't say this is a team that's never going to win the Champions League. But for me, that's not going to rubber stamp him as, as being one of the world's best. So you, what you're saying is even if he won the Champions League... Rafa Benitez won a Champions League. No, but even if he won the Champions League, it's not success. At PSG. It would be considered a success, but for me, I don't think it proves anything. Because Paris probably should have won the Champions League already with this team. I think that's a little bit harsh. I think that's a little bit harsh. No, because there's a lot of luck goes into winning cup competitions. Yes, it and does. And I mean, he can be a success and not win the Champions League yeah. as well. But he has to be seen as a success if he wins. It'd be like if Pep won it. Yeah, because ultimately, it's about winning trophies. Mm. But I don't think it rubber stamps him as being this amazing coach I can That's see what, what you mean in that sense that does it mean does it put him above everybody else Roberto well, Di Matteo won a fucking Champions PSG, League PSG so how much of that is it being PSG and having all the resources like I said, they were but literally finalists Pep has last year. struggled at City to do the same thing because it's a luck thing at PSG the, the Champions League any cup competition actually is very much a luck thing you know you hit the right form and this that and the other you're in you're out it's, that's it I agree, but lie. I also think it comes down a lot to recruitment and, and management as well. Yeah, and um, PSG's are an absolutely star-studded eleven. Like I said, they got to the final last year. That they, they are a team that's capable of winning the Champions League. You can get to a final, you can win it. Simple. Mm. And they got to a final last year, so I wouldn't be surprised if they do win it. But for me, I still want to see him actually so, tactically outclass somebody because I've never seen that. Oh, that's harsh, man. I think that's wrong. No, I've um, never seen I it. I think that's wrong. And I, I also, there's beautiful football he plays. He plays insane in football. Well, in terms of... Uh, I mean, I'm not say, using that as a comparison to anybody else. His Spurs team are entertaining to watch. At times, he'd been entertaining under Jose. <laughs> you, ain't watch, you ain't watched them, bro. Right, Jose's instinct <laughs> is always to park the bus. But there's times, well, look at... They didn't fucking partner bus against United. Bro. You're telling me bro, you wouldn't have been entertained as a Spurs fan? They didn't partner bus us? because we, we were gone. Our heads went, bruv. Maguire was still in Greece somewhere. Anthony Martial was tickling Lamella's throat and getting sent off. Fucking Marcus Rashford probably had right. a broken back at that point. But if Pochettino like, beat United 6-1, nah, people would bro. be saying, look at this man. Think he beat us 6-1? Who beat us 6-1? Jose. No, for, for City. Mancini. Was it Mancini days? Was it Sven days? No, it might have been Mancini days, yeah, because they won the league that year. So, you know. So what? What does it mean? Nothing. Basically. Um, I'm so scared for this game. And you know what's annoying me about this game against Liverpool? Four weeks ago, I was going, we could go to Anfield two points behind them. Who knows, you beat them, you're going out here. <laughs> and now we're going there three points ahead of them. Mad. So even if we lost, we're level with them, and it'd still feel like, oh, the end of the world, wouldn't it? Even though a couple of weeks ago, we never expected to be in this position. If we get beat off Liverpool at Anfield, where they've not lost for six or seven games, people will still say Oli out. No, fuck off. Oh, they will. Fuck off. Well, they will, though. 
Nah, that's uh, of course the will. I mean, Ali out was trending when we were at the top of the league. I like that. I was yeah, a but that was clever. sarcastic. Yeah, but I think clever. that'll happen if we lose. For me, City are the favourites for this league. Oh yeah, I agree. I mean, they're literal favourites as well. They're the favourites, without a doubt. They're favourites. They're, they're the bookies' favourites, big time. Uh, but they, for me, they're also the literal favourites. They've literally got two very strong 11s. And for me, that's what anybody needed coming into this campaign. No pre-season, mad truncated season in weird places. I can't believe internationals are still a thing. And then a Euros at the end of it, all squished in together. City are the, the team that's most equipped um, to actually do something with that. And for me, uh, I think they go ahead of United if we drop points, if they win their game. Yeah, so basically, the way it stands is, we keep thinking we're three points ahead of Liverpool, but really... We're a point off second if City win all their games in hand. Um, obviously, if we l lose or draw against Liverpool, City can go ahead of us by two points if they win and we draw. Um, I would actually take that. I don't think that's a bad thing. You've still got to play City in the league. Um, and I think they will drop points. But I also could um, see them not losing, though, this City team. But I, I, I can see that. But I can also see something like Brighton should have got something out of that game against them yesterday. They've got Aston Villa coming up. Um, I think they'll be a threat to them. They've got some difficult games coming up and they will drop more points. Um, but I agree, I think, they, I think they're the favourites and I think they're rightly the favourites. Uh, but I think it could be a Jones season where... flashed up on the screen. Liverpool can go sixth if they lose. Is that right? If everyone else wins? City, Tottenham, Villa. Villa. <laughs> no, no. game's called off. Leicester. Wow. That's insane. Tottenham That's what I'm saying. We keep thinking with... Three points oh, are clear at the top. It's, it's We're three so points tight. clear of Liverpool, who could be like third. That is the thing, right? We're at the halfway point-ish of the league. I keep saying, until we're 25 games in, I ain't saying it because I don't think it's a title race until that point. It's What it is right now is really good progression, and it's nice to be here. It's, it's way nicer to be here than 15th. What it is right now is, I think you have to take it, like, let's say, three, four games at a time and say, right, try and get 10 points out of these games try and get and then you're going to get to if we're in 10 games time if we're still in and around this position that's when you start thinking right we've got 11 games to go start to focus but if you look at the fixtures the fixtures favor city this season uh, in terms of who they've got left some where their games are home away the thing is city don't necessarily like the bigger games aren't where city fuck up sometimes mm. it's the ones that it's you the brightons expect, and that yeah, it's you. the ones that you expect city to pick up three points and they just draw Mm. That's, where, that's where leagues are won and lost. It's in them games. Invariably, you have to put in a, a good performance. And if United have got any sort of title aspirations, the second half of the season, we have to do such a better job against the opposition top six. Because, mm. like, we drew with... I mean, if you want to call Arsenal part of the top six, that's on you. But, like, we lost to Arsenal. We drew with Chelsea. Uh, we drew with City. Lost to Spurs. Yeah, we lost to Spurs. Uh, and drew we drew with Leicester. With, with Leicester. And not good enough. It's You've true. got to turn and, them into wins. And if we just won one of those games, six points clear at the top of the table. Yeah. So if we can do <laughs> better... Be in, or if we can do better in those games... Well, the potential's there, though. That's the yeah. thing. Because we probably should have beat Leicester. Palace. Shouldn't have fucked that up. We probably shouldn't have lost the Palace the way we did. Uh, but I think there was a couple of weeks at the start of the season where there was all sorts of mad results because they'd been training a month longer, X, Y, Z. Um, I think that if you do better in them top six games, second half of the season, you might be in the mixer. But... I want to temper against getting carried away because United had the longest season of anyone last year. We had the shortest pre-season. We've now got Europa League to contend with. Fucking nice one. United, I would expect 
a massive drop off unless you're going to see Tellers and Van der Beek and but people can I like come that back, brought in. Come back to that. To play a lot. I'd return that and say, actually, I'm feeling quite positive because Ali, out of all the other managers, Spurs play the same players every week. City are kind of in that boat, although they have a better squad. Liverpool definitely are playing the same players every week, the ones that are fit. So if you look at, like, we're making eight or nine changes in between competitions, not necessarily in between league games, in between. And that is helping. Yeah, I think Rashford. But then if you look at that, Rashford, Bruno, Marshall, Cavani, Greenwood, they haven't even started going. They've got going yet. And we've managed to. I'm scared to say this out loud, but kind of tightened up at the back a bit. So there are things to be more positive. Although people are saying, oh, United, this won't last. We're not even playing well at the moment. No, and I, I just got. I just got some suspicions that, and, and I think it'll be the fitness um, or the the preparedness of the players just completely fades away. There's there's cycles to this, and I, I think United are the way we crashed so hard at the end of last season had no break. I, I just have a real bad feeling about it, uh, and I just hope that we hang on close enough to the top four. That we don't end up fifth. Or How do we sixth. beat Liverpool and the season gets called off? We're good that. Well, it wouldn't be good. They won't null and void it though. The precedent was set last season. Mm. They'll just play. Yeah, that's true. They'll just play, and they, they reckon they're going to vaccinate like what, eighty-five percent of the most vulnerable, whatever by February. Football's not getting called off again at elite level. We well, play Liverpool. Paddock FC ain't playing though. Our season's getting called off. Denying me the opportunity to be fucking lifting silverware this year. Which was or doing. saved your job. Could look at it that way as well. I'm not going to sack myself, am I? Well, I mean... I mean, I had a word of myself, but I'm not going to sack myself. And I, I saw that. It was a heated conversation. And I don't think you should have been so hard on yourself. But at the same time, you're in danger. <laughs> so, yeah, fuck up your ideas before me and Joe take over. Or Andy Tate. Paddy Power's got Emma's favourite at the moment for your job. You think about that. Right choice? Steve's got Rennie Mullenstein coming up uh, on Housen's Brew this week, so make sure you're checking that out. Tomorrow. And we've also, hopefully, going to persuade Rennie to do some other stuff for us as well. I'm going to kidnap his dog until he says yes. Yeah. Um, his dog's got his own Instagram account, Max Mullenstein. Rennie doesn't do that, does he? Thinks P. Oh, okay, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> He's not doing fuck all else, is he, at the minute? Dad, you've lost your mind. You're pretending to be a dog again on Instagram. He's, um, he's the Australian <laughs> assistant coach at the moment um, for their Olympic team and for the, the Socceroos, which is a name that absolutely kills me inside. Um, you can't travel to Australia unless you want to, like, quarantine. What are you doing? I mean, I guess you can watch a lot of games on telly, but you can't even go scout them in person or anything, can you? Like, that's a... Do you remember when he came on... Here and he was like, I'd work for Ali. I thought Ali would have approached him. Well, that was point. it. No, well, it definitely was. I mean, where else do you go if you want to get a word to Ali, the full time devils? But, or Stratford Paddock, I mean. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, yeah, Rennie. Um, it'd be interesting to see where he ends up after that. Because I'm surprised no other clubs have used him because Fergie credited him with a lot of. Right, stuff. 2007 to 2013. 2007, champions. 2008, 
champions, Champions League winners. 2009, champions, Champions League finalists. 2010, lost out to a bullshit offside goal that VAR would have overruled. 2011, champions, Champions League final. 2012, we drew the league with City. 2013, joint um, top. Yeah, joint top. Um, <laughs> we just let them have trophies, we've got loads. Um, 2013, won a title. We were Aguero shinning it into the crowd and a bullshit offside decision away from having seven consecutive titles under Rene. So, or under Rene and the rest of the team, I guess. But he was a part of arguably Fergie, the most the fucking ridiculous dominant United side that there's ever been. Seven titles. Can you imagine we'd have won seven titles? And I think it's his work with the likes of Ronaldo and the likes of Rooney on an individual basis that he deserves to be credited for as well because Fergie used to delegate a lot. Um, Fergie didn't set training. Yeah, I know. He used to sit and just watch it in his office. And delegating to those, you have to be able to trust them with these world-class players. And he clearly had that. And you think of Rooney's best season up front, and he got like 35 goals in that. That was under Rennie. Now, I'm not crediting it all to him, but again, it's like, he's a very good coach and I'm surprised. He managed Fulham for a bit, didn't he? And it didn't go to plan. I think Sometimes you're just destined to be an assistant. Um, yeah, one of the best technical coaches. Because managing's not coaching. Mm. Managing's different to coaching. And Rennie might be the best coach in the world. Mm. He might be. Mm. But managing's so much more political. That's why I think Klopp's a better... Uh, sorry, Guardiola's a better coach than manager. Yeah, probably right. Probably right. Mm. And also, like, coaching... Like, Rennie can tell you how to control a ball turn, beat a defender and stick it bottom corner. But I don't know what he knows tactically. I don't know what he knows in terms of Joe recognising the players that need a rest and who looks motivated, who's not, and who's like, and how a team blends Saying together. Saying the right things to those players. Yeah, and like, it's a, it's a different... It's like, it makes me laugh when people... Like, I saw an argument the other day saying about how certain players deserve like just recently retired players, deserve opportunities at higher levels, like Premier League, as their first job. And I was like, well, why? Being a, a football player does not... Like, being a coach mm. doesn't qualify you necessarily to be a manager. Being a football player definitely doesn't immediately qualify you to be a player. It's literally a different job. Mm. Literally a different job with an unbelievably different skill set. And I mean, as a footballer, you are very individualistic, oh, totally. selfish, what am I doing right, how am I eating, how am I training, sleeping, etc, etc. If you're a manager, you've now got to think about, got to think about his issues, their issues, is he happy, how do I speak to him, what's going on with them over there, is the receptionist cool, yeah. they, what's, like, you've got all these things. Who's coming to, through the 18s that I'm yeah. going to have to plan to have in my team in three years time. I've got a match in four weeks, he's not happy, how do I get him happy? And Fergie was great at things like that. And I think Oli does have... It's easy when you're winning games and you're top of the league and you've got something... I think it's a lot easier when you're doing that and it'll become more of a task maybe when we lose a few this season. But he does seem to have that knack of, you know... You, I think... I, I bet you he uses Fergie's tactics. I've got the game for you in three weeks. Exactly the same he's way. He's the cult of Fergie. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly he's, the he's same way. He's literally read Fergie's book and gone, that's how we're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not necessarily a negative thing. Like... Um, so Alex used to say, um, a player's given away uh, a, bad, a bad pass, it's led to a goal. Um, I'm not going to crucify that player when I talk to the press at the end. He goes, what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, 
refereed had a couple of dodgy decisions, blah, 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 mm. something mm. else. And it, I'll deflect it. He goes, I might tear a strip off him when I get in the dressing room. But publicly, it's no one's fucking business. Now, I think Ollie maybe has read that chapter and he's added a bit of gravy to it because he comes out and he's like, oh, these boys. And um, you can say he had a bad game, but he won't. Mm. And he never, ever, ever admonishes the players in public. But I know he's fucking ripped strips off some of them in, in private. 100%. Um, and, I, and I'd rather it be that way. Um, I mean, we saw... Because the, the other option fella. was Jose. Yeah, I mean, we saw... I was literally about to say we saw... I mean, if you go check his comments after the game against Fulham, pretty much says it all. Anyway, that has been it for... Uh, McCullough and Allison Uncensored. Huge game coming up this weekend. Massive. We don't need to tell you. Check out the preview. Check out the watch long fan reaction. All that good stuff as well. Of course, Paddock20 is the code that you want for all your Manscaped gear. The link is in the description below. Paddock20 to get 20% off. Uh, he, he'd recommend the perfect package 3.0 to you. Um, and I'd represent, uh, recommend, and I'm representing, the Lawnmower 3.0. You know, us Asian fellas probably need that. Um, keep it locked. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Any final words, big man? Getting too close to you there. Um, nah. See you on Sunday. Oh, I'll see you tomorrow, actually. Smooth as ever. See you in a bit. Sports Social Podcast Network.